Hey, I'm Fred. And I'm Ant. And this is Create a Generation. Create a Generation. Create a Generation features top YouTube creators and video experts sharing their tips, insights, and stories from working on the world's biggest video platform. All right, Fred, what is happening this week? This week we are chatting with Madison Lloyd, who is one of the creators from the group Sketchy. I remember finding out at the airport in Sydney. Oh, and by the way, like Ellen wants you girls on the show. I was like, like, like Ellen DeGeneres? Like Ellen Ellen? (laughs) What is Sketchy? So Sketchy are a trio of female comedians who uh, mainly do musical comedy um, and are famous for their first video, Mime Through Time, which I think got like 150 million views. Um, but the reason this story is so interesting... That's a very big number, Fred. It is. It is a very <laughs> big number. But the reason this story is interesting is that even though that happened uh, like four years ago, they are still going strong today. Yeah, that's right. They are. And so we had a chat to Madison about what it's like to have such a massive viral hit so early on in your career, but also about being judged on your looks and how self-belief and resilience can really make all the difference as a creator. Indeed. Let us get into it. Let's get into it. Mads, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Um, Like we do with uh, most creators, we like to sort of know, like, how did it all start for you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I met um, Shay and Lana, the other sketchies, um, about nearly four, maybe nearly even five years ago now. Um, and when we first met, we actually, uh, started just doing some sketch things like on our weekends and decided to, uh, make a pilot for like a half hour traditional, um, sketch show for TV. And we shopped that around and, um, Shay even went on a trip to the U S and tried to like get in rooms over there. And basically no one was having a bar of us cause we were no one. Um, and we had some advice from some friends in the industry that we should get online and that we should start um, with a YouTube channel and try and grow an audience and then maybe, you know, TV would, would pay attention. Um, so we, we did that and, you know, this is after about a year of filming things and putting together our pilot. So, you know, we were doing things for about a year before we even went online. Uh, and then we yeah started kind of uploading our sketches individually to our YouTube channel and trying to grow an audience using Facebook. Um, Instagram wasn't even a thing at the time, showing my age. Uh, and then we uh, sort of were doing that for around, I'd say, four or five months uh, and then started doing some videos um, in the car, which are the two viral videos that most people have seen of ours. Uh, it wasn't sort of like a one-hit wonder. We, try, we did a couple of um, things in the car – initially out of necessity because we were broke and we didn't have any money to hire a camera crew anymore and do like a proper kind of sketch. Um, So we started, yeah, using our iPhone and and doing things in the car. And we noticed um, on the first, we actually did two videos in the car before Bohemian Rhapsody. So Bohemian Rhapsody was technically our third video in the car. Um, And the first two, uh, they weren't lip syncing and and choreography the way that that one was, but, you know, they had elements of, of... of what those videos ended up becoming. Uh, and we noticed that people were really paying attention to them and engaging with them more than um, some of our more traditional sketches. So we sort of realised we were onto something and, and kind of workshopped it, I guess, um, into what it ended up becoming. And then, you know, those two videos went went viral and it just went from zero to 100 really. Um, and all of a sudden we had all these subscribers and people were like, contacting us and stuff just got real wild um and yeah sketchy sort of grew grew from there cool now before we talk a little bit more about the you know that huge success of the the car videos 
when the three of you came together, um, you, did you all just like share a love of comedy? Is that what brought you together? Yeah, I mean, we all came from slightly different backgrounds. Um, so I met Lana and we actually just met at like a promo job side hustle vibe um and we just like clicked instantly and sort of i was just like this chick's super cool and like let's be friends making adult friends isn't that fun and awkward um (laughs) and then she her and shay had met maybe a year before that um shay was uh producing uh working on on sets and had sort of started dabbling in making some of her own short films Uh, and lana had sort of jumped on board with that and then when i met the girls they sort of said look we're doing this comedy stuff like would you like to kind of get involved and I was like, yeah, this sounds great. And I don't come from a, a an acting background. Um, I'd done a bit of modelling and the odd, you know, TVC, but I wasn't like traditionally sort of actor trained or even comedy trained. I always really enjoyed comedy, but, um, you know, with the girls was sort of the first time I kind of got into the space. Uh, and, yeah, we just kind of had fun and like played around and then sort of like figured out our, our flow. And we all have slightly, you know, different personalities but there's something about the combination that that people like to watch and that sort of worked Mm. so i guess given a you are in a trio what is like your creative process for creating content like sketch comedy is hard in itself it's Mm. extremely hard on youtube because you know audiences want to see constant content yeah and sketch comedy takes a lot of time to think about and then you know execution is everything so it's hard to deliver definitely and that's something that we i think maybe going into it didn't quite realize um we sort of over promised we're like okay so on youtube like you've got to do like a video a week and that's what the you know that's what the subscribers want and that's what we have to do and there was a point um where we had to make a real conscious decision to pull back on the amount of content because our content quality was slipping and that is something that that we do that say other YouTubers don't not that they don't but you know if you're a vlogger and you're you're just doing a to camera piece in your bedroom one it's a lot cheaper two it's a lot easier and it's just a lot quicker to produce and turn around whereas our stuff takes a lot more scripting and production and you know editing um so we had to really kind of pull back on that and be like okay this is what we can deliver and that's a constant battle I think depending on what's going on in our lives you know we're also not 15 year olds like in mum and dad's house so like life gets in the way like you've got to pay the rent you've got to like do the jobs that that are you know paying either whether that be branded deals or things outside of sketchy you know there's, there's life to to live as well um in terms of the creative process it, it really depends I think we all have our own strengths and so it's about playing to those and, you know, whether it be one of us that um, comes up with an initial idea and it's like, hey, I've got this idea um, and we're like, yeah, great, like let's do that and then they'll kind of script it out and then we'll all kind of, um, you know, input and, and workshop it uh, and then usually on set it, it works better if there's like one person that's kind of directing or in control whether that out of the three of us but then a lot of the time we'll have, you know, um, camera crew or even an external director that will come on board if it's like a bigger sketch um, and we can, you know, afford to do that. But, yeah, we have some great people that we work with that are some like amazing DOPs that have also come from a comedy background and having that external um, view is is always like really helpful as well on set because sometimes something that you script out may not work in in the moment or in in the set or with you know the assets that you've got to work with great 
And like obviously that um, your videos from the car, are, you know, they're, they're very famous. And, mm. You know, tens of millions of views, and um, it's interesting hearing you say that it wasn't just a one-off. It was something you'd actually planned and developed a little bit over time. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was necessarily planned. I don't think you can ever plan for that, <laughs> yeah. but it was definitely a trend that we noticed with our content that people yeah. were actually liking. Like I said, it was sort of half out of like financial necessity and then half out of realizing that people were, were enjoying this sort of, um, I guess, style. And I think also just the framing of like in the car, there's something about it that people like. Um, and I like to say that we started that. Yeah. I mean, those videos, I think that they're very iconic now um, and they really blew up worldwide. And before, you know, they were, you saw them everywhere on the, on the news and, you know, and then you ended up on, on Ellen right after that as well. Yeah, that was like quite – it was a really crazy couple of months, that's yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, it's sort of strange when you put something out there into the world and then you actually – people actually see it. And for a moment, I, I know myself, I had a moment of feeling quite exposed and being like, oh, my God, like what is what is this? And it's like, oh, no, wait a minute. <laughs> this is what you wanted. <laughs> you put it out there on – public um and yes it was it was quite a surreal kind of um moment i guess to be like thrust into that sort of i guess limelight or like youtube light (laughs) it is it is interesting because i mean there are a lot of creators who create for a long time and then they'll have some success with one video Mm. and that will sort of you know begin an upwards trajectory for them yeah i guess with yours that upwards trajectory was quite sharp yeah i mean if we're talking about from the moment of going going online going public to to that kind of happening it was very sharp um particularly you know you hear of youtube channels that are going for sort of eight years before they get their Mm. their upwards kick um and ours happened within sort of you know four months Mm. uh which is good and bad i'd say uh definitely very positive for us in terms of like growing um our our channel and our brand and being able to transition into doing it as a full-time job. Uh, But also, you know, it forced us to kind of quickly discover, I guess, who we are and and what we wanted to put out there. Um, So we did a lot of our sort of – we've done a lot of our learning in in sort of with a large audience, (laughs) uh, which has been good and bad. <laughs> Definition um, of vulnerability, right there. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, um, wow, we've done this like this thing that everyone loves. Like, okay, what what next? Um, as you know, you know the internet and particularly social media is so kind of all consuming and very uh, instant gratification. You know, so someone watches something and they're like, okay, great. Where's the next thing? Mm. You're like, well, that just took us a month to or, like <laughs> create. Like, give us a second. You know. And and what was the next thing? I mean, after having that such enormous success with those videos, like what what came next for you? Yeah, so I mean, we obviously had. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody was our first viral video, and then after that went, we were like, okay, we need to keep this momentum going, and that's when we did um, Mime Through Time, which, luckily, not lucky, it, it was very actually like thought out, <laughs> but um, did even better, which was amazing. Uh, it's it's good, I think. One thing about having a viral video is that you do have the eyes on you. So you do have a captive audience. Um, And, yeah, and that video went incredible. And then from there it was sort of, I guess, you know, you can't just keep doing the same thing. One, we would go crazy. And two, people, you know, get bored. 
Um, so it was kind of then, uh, I guess, educating the audience as to like who we were and what we wanted to do and that we were actually a comedy group and that we also did sketches and, and you know, had all these other kind of aspects as well as just lip syncing in the car. Can I backtrack on um, Mime Through Time? Yeah. That it was. Did you feel incredible pressure as the second, like that's the follow-up, that's the second oh my album? Gosh. It was, it was like, huge. Did, like, Did you, like? What did it feel like? Like maybe even look at Bohemian Rhapsody and how that went. Like, how did you feel as that blew up so quickly with millions and millions of views? And then, what did you think you were going to do next? We were like, "Well, we better do a good one." (laughs) Um, No, obviously, when that first one went crazy, we it was like a lot of shock and like, "Oh my god, yay!" But also, whoa. and then we were like, okay, so we need like obviously people like this. This this is working. This format is working. How do we like one up it? How do we make it like bigger and better? And that's when the idea of doing a mashup of all the different songs came up. And then like stepping up um, the video by adding costume, which we all love. So that wasn't that was like a lot of fun. And was that were you confident? Like you hit upload and go? Were you um, like, damn, here comes our next? I think we sort of – it's funny because with something like that, we obviously, you know, did all the choreography, did all the costumes, like, okay, this is good, this is good. And then when you're in the car and it is like a very, you know, it's quite funny. You've got like – we had some lights on, we had the, the phone set up, we're in there, it's hot, it's sweaty, like it's a very intimate space. Um, and I think when we did a take and we sort of, you know, would do a take of, of – the song and then we all end up bursting into laughter at the end of it you know you're kind of onto something you know if we're all like okay that felt that felt good that felt funny um I think I think we we could do it again I think we all were like hoping and and sort of was somewhat confident otherwise we wouldn't have we wouldn't have uploaded it um but you know then when it did it was a little it was like exciting but also a bit of relief I think uh, we actually ended up with that. So that Mime Through Time video we filmed over two days and we actually, you know, kind of went back and looked at all the takes and, and had a look at the end of the two days and then decided to reshoot a couple of them and add some extra comedic moments because we didn't want it, like we wanted it to be be better but we also wanted it to kind of maybe bring a bit more of the comedy through. Uh, I think the first one was funny because it was – you know, us all kind of going crazy in a car. But the second one, we really wanted to add like some of those silly moments with like shaving the head with Brittany and some more kind of topical um, things in there, which I'm so glad that we went back and did uh, because it really did kind of add to the add to the video and I think really got people sort of watching Sketchy as a comedy group and not just, you know, performers maybe. Did you, Was there an element of making that, uh, that second video that you've taken it to the next level so far, that where would you go next? Were you already thinking about that or were you like – Yeah, I mean I think at the time we just were more thinking about making it um, bigger and better than the first one. Um, it, it's a hard thing I think when you're you're on YouTube and you sort of have a style of content uh, and you're kind of giving your audience a, a certain thing and then it's – kind of educating them to, you know, love and and consume what what you've made, but then also being able to diversify because there is only so many – there's only so many videos in the car, two songs that you can do. There's only so many gags. There's only so many costumes. 
um, there's only so many dance moves. And so I guess it's sort of, yeah, trying to to bring them along with you, I guess, on the journey. You don't feel you're not pigeonholed. You don't feel pigeonholed as the girls in the car. I mean, sometimes, yeah, definitely, because I think anyone who has has kind of gained traction through a viral video is going to feel a little bit pigeonholed by whatever that thing is. Like, we still have people coming up to us now and being like, "Oh, you're the girls from the car. You did the." This, this around the world, the singing with the costumes. And, um, I mean, I'm very proud of that video still. So I, I think I still love it when people come up and, and say that to us. But, uh, yeah, I th- you do need to sort of honour it and, and evolve at the same time. I mean, there is, I mean, there's an aspect there. You, you guys are probably the best-looking people in comedy. I, I probably the trio. I, can't, <laughs> I mean, people look at you and, they, you know, you are three very diverse-looking people, but you are obviously – very good looking and and some people have actually said especially in a lot of the comments on your page Mm. they refer to that do you ever want to think hey just you know fuck off it's about the comedy or it's about what we're actually trying (laughs) to you know i think it's it is a bit of a double-edged sword i guess you could call it um at the end of the day this is the way we look this is like this is what it is like I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, no, we're all so hideous. Like, uh, but I think it's about embracing, you know, be who we are and then also embracing the fact that, you know, just because you're maybe a pretty girl who likes fashion and wears makeup, um, you can also be funny. It's about the fact that the two things aren't mutually exclusive. And I think um, – you know, in the past it was always sort of the funny fat girl or the the kind of like harsh, you know, man-hating feminist stand-up comedian and that's so limiting and I think I know so many amazing female comedians um, that are very diverse and, and the comedy isn't about, you know, the gender or the way you look, it's about the, the comedy. Um, yeah, but I think you've got to utilise whatever you've got you've got and that's part of our brand and and you know we we embrace it yeah that's good and but in, in terms of the the comments you get quite a different of, of variation mm. you get some people who really love you can tell they're loyal loving oh. fans and then there are people who are just like trolling and yeah and therefore the wrong reasons to I be honest i don't think it matters what kind of content you do or what you look like um you're gonna get trolls mm. so sure and how do yeah. you how do you deal with the trolls just don't don't read the comments. <laughs> what, what about uh, what about early on, like when pre all this amazing knowledge you have of how the, the world is when you first started? Oh, what, what about that? Confronting, yeah. horrible, hated it, very exposing. Did not deal with it well at the beginning at all. Um, I think like all three of us, when our first video went viral, dealt with it quite differently. And I was very, I I felt very like. Uh, confronted by the whole fact that people were commenting on 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 us and didn't know us, you know, I had a private like Instagram. I was the last one of my friends to get Facebook. Like social media, I was not like up with it and like into it when it when it first sort of started. And so for me, I like had to wrap my head around the fact that this was this is a thing and that that that's kind of what happened. Um, I do find now though, like it, it it gets to the point though where you just have to laugh at it and accept it as part of the online world. Uh, and and I, I know a lot of creators say this, but I, I do find if you actually do respond to some of the more like hurtful comments, 
99% of the time they will write back and be like, I'm so sorry, I'm going through a hard time. And it's really more about them than it is about you. Mm. And at the end of the day, if the worst thing someone can say about me is like, oh, your face looks crappy. It's like, well, okay, <laughs> cool. So, but when like, you fix your snaggle tooth. All right, <laughs> thank you. I don't know what a snaggle tooth is, but okay. Like a little... Little snaggly too. I don't know, but like if you know, if the, the worst thing that someone can say about you is is you know a superficial comment, or you're not funny. Well, yeah, okay, you don't think I am. So do you, like, cool. Don't when, watch <laughs> when you're responding. Then do you use that as a like if you are responding, well, were or are responding to those comments? Like how how do you respond? I think it's always with like giving like a love back. Mm. Um, you know, don't have a few drinks and then decide to go on the uh, comment reply. <laughs> I did that once. It was, <laughs> it was interesting. Um, was it funny? I mean, I thought it was. <laughs> don't know if anyone else did. I mean, I think I, I'm like naturally quite a sarcastic person and I, I quite enjoy a little little bit of a sarcastic reply. But <laughs> I, generally, you know, it's it's just either ignore it or, or write back, you know, um, with positive in a positive way and um, it definitely diffuses it quickly. There's no point getting in like a, a troll war because like literally what is the point? You're either going to make them feel worse about themselves or they're going to make you more fired up and angry and there's just like who has time for that? When I'm on the mic. Anton, I think it is time to take a quick break. Yep, I reckon people need to hear what else we've been cooking up. That's right. We also have an app. Um, the app is basically designed to create a global community of creators. So bring together all the creators all over the world to have great conversations um, and also give them access to a bunch of extra content to make them even better at what they do. Definitely. And we've made this thing so it's available both on iPhone through the App Store and for your Android device on Google Play. So jump on, check it out, join the creator generation. I guess because I, a lot of people would want to hear this, but what was it like, like being invited onto the Ellen show? So crazy. I mean, we were just like, what? Like, uh, we were going to the States because uh, obviously, you know, a lot of people reached out, a lot of um, media companies, a lot of management, a lot of agencies, um, and we went on a trip to the US. And I remember finding out at the airport in Sydney, oh, and by the way, like Ellen wants you girls on the show. I was like, what? <laughs> Like like Ellen DeGeneres, like Ellen Ellen, <laughs> or like some weird like you know radio station in like Ohio. Like which Ellen are we talking about? Um, Ellen in Ohio is big though. Too. Oh, she's great. <laughs> she's great too. Local radio. So nothing. Hey, Elle. Shout out. Um, yeah, but it was it was. I think it was funny actually because it was the first interview that the three of us had done together was being on Ellen. And I think in a, in a way it was good because it sort of – we just were so ourselves because we didn't really – I think the magnitude of what was happening because there was so many other huge things happening at the time um, was not lost on us but it was like – it was just didn't feel real. Um, and it was good like also, you know, because there were three of us. I think if it had have just been me sitting on the couch by myself, I would have felt so much more nervous. But it was kind of just – it was too surreal to kind of be nervous and we all kind of had each other. Um, and the thing too is, so we did that, but we also performed on the show and that was probably the bit that we were the most nervous about because they were like, oh, can you just do the, you know, do the mashup? We're going to have a car. You guys are going to do it in front of the audience. We're like, okay, great. Oh, but wait a minute. Like we edited that 
video together. We didn't actually do it all in one one go. So we kind of were like, okay, I guess we can do it live. <laughs> Poor Shay nearly fell out the front of the car. I was like, oh my gosh, imagine <laughs> if she like broke her nose on like international television. But it, you know, it went well, and, and um, they loved it. You say there's a, a whole bunch of stuff going on, right? Like these videos. What what does that mean? Like what happened? So well, we were just you know all the comments, yeah. all the um, the like media houses and 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 online publications resharing our video. Um, you know, agencies reaching out to us, management reaching out to us, brands reaching out to us. Um, going to the US, I'd never even been to the US. So even just going there for the first time, I was like, whoa, we're in LA, we're in Hollywood what like what is this craziness kind of thing so i think it was just the whole um all of a sudden this becoming a real work opportunity um and and transitioning from sort of hobby to oh wow this is a this is something that could really um sustain us and and be like a career and did you feel you took like maximum advantage of that oh i mean yes and no uh, we de- we've definitely made some mistakes <laughs> along the way. Uh, if I could go back, there's a few things I would do differently when it comes to sort of, you know, management and, and different agent people we got involved with. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely have some good good learnings from that experience. Well, but, you know, that's what it is. That That's that's what happens. Like how, did, how did you know? Like all these offers are coming in, I'm guessing, like people are saying, hey, we want your – you to do stuff with mm-hmm. this or your attention or we can help you or something. Yeah. How did you guys go from hobbyists having fun to how did like how did you actually deal with that? Like yeah, I mean, how I, did you deal I guess with that? we just dealt with it as best we could. Um there there were a few moments there that were like incredibly stressful and like definitely were not funny. <laughs> uh but at the same time we also like made some really amazing choices and some amazing amazing, you know, decisions. But um we definitely got involved with like um at the very beginning like uh horrible manager that uh took full advantage um of us and our our situation and it is funny because i guess um we were a little bit older at the time you know i wasn't sort of 19 i was like 25 um and i wasn't sort of in it to be famous i guess so the kind of the glitz and the glam of hollywood didn't i wasn't like kind of oh my gosh i'm so like wrapped up in this uh i come from a family that's not creative based at all so I kind of like had this business kind of thought I guess and like my parents were very like business kind of skew not like oh my gosh you're going to be a star um and and we still you know it it happens it's that that cliche story of like the bad management and taking advantage of the artist and and unfortunately it happened to us but you know we got out of that situation and we've continued um and and made made something of it but it is it is crazy how how kind of cliche things can be sometimes. On that, then, say if another creator is listening to this mm. and they have the equivalent thing with all yeah. of a sudden things blow up yeah. and things are coming at them. Please offers. call me. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what what do you do, like? How do you avoid that pitfall? My, I'd say my advice would be that any real opportunity is not going to be gone in the morning. So even though it is a very fast paced industry and it's it's a definitely a moment that you want to be like in and taking advantage of like the momentum um just like take a moment take a breath and and look look into it you don't have to make a decision if someone's trying to pressure you to make a decision now you know i would i would question their motives awesome a lot of creators we work with talk about the importance of a support network Mm -hmm. 
Um, and obviously you're working in a trio. Yeah. And you guys seem very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the importance of that? I think it's um, – I mean, I've, I've never had – any other way so to me that's normal but speaking to some of my other um friends and and female like youtubers content creators comedians um and they've mentioned like oh like i just it's so hard to get a gauge on whether like this is good content or not because i don't really have anyone else you know obviously you can you can like run it by a family and friends but like someone that really knows the brand and the industry and the content um, to have kind of three brains to bounce that off is, is quite a, a nice uh, little kind of comfort, I guess, mm. that uh, that other creators don't have. And, and especially when you're working, you know, you're working from home or you're working within like a small kind of like one-man show or three-gal show. Um, it, it's nice to have people to talk to. It can get quite lonely. So I think that's that's definitely a benefit of having having the three. Um and then, yeah, obviously, you know, friends, family, other people in the industry. I think it's why events, um, creator events are, are really great because it it is kind of somewhere where you can talk to people about, you know, I'm not going to talk to my mum about like, mum, I'm just, my, my like, content's not performing. Like, <laughs> my CPMs, my thumbnails. Like, what? She's going to be like, sorry, what are you talking about? <laughs> she still doesn't quite understand it or anything. But, you know, so it's nice to have other people who um, understand, you know, the industry, I guess. So... What does Sketchy look like now, though, in terms of the content you create? You say you, uh, but you know, it obviously started with sketches and ended up blowing up with um, the the car lip sync mm-hmm, mm-hmm. videos. What does Sketchy do now? Yeah, I think uh, w- with the car videos, what we've we've found is that um, our audience really love the marriage between music and comedy. And that's something that works really well for us. So whether that be like a lip sync video in the car or like a parody song that we've we've written, which we've done a few of, and it's so much fun writing a song um, and then recording it and like, you know, you feel like a bit of a pop star for a day. Uh, so I think that's something that we, we c- continue to do. Um, love doing our sketches. I think for us it's about creating content that people go, wow, that's relatable or I do that and maybe showing – you know, sometimes like a less glamorous side to life or kind of um, particularly with social media. Uh, I, I grew up in a world that didn't have a Facebook or didn't have Instagram and I think it's, you know, crazy when I look now at young kids that are growing up in a school setting with, with these social platforms and it's just so much pressure. Mm. Uh, so that's something I think we really like to, I guess, expose in a way through humour is that, you know, what you see isn't, isn't real life. Uh, so that's a theme that we try to carry through a lot of our stuff. Uh, and I think it's also, I mean, Shay's now living in LA. So the look of our content has, has changed just purely from a geographical perspective. Uh, there's a lot more content that is either, um, scenes with the three of us where it's all like kind of chopped and cut up together, or there's content that just has Lana and I filming things here in Australia or Shay, um, over in the U S filming things by herself or with, um, her boyfriend, Ross, or, you know, with other amazing actors, um, that she's, you know, has in her circle over there. How's that, how's that dynamic work now that you, you're no longer in the, the same country? How does that collaboration work? Right? I mean, it, it works. And like, that was, you know, she really wanted to move over there and, and that's kind of where she wants to be. And like, that doesn't sort of, in a way it's it's good for our brand because it's more diversity it's like access to like awesome stuff in the in the US we we do work in the US so we just basically you know if we're ever there or she's in, um in Australia we just make sure we film content and and sort of spread it out 
So, I, well, when I ask also, what does sketchy do? Like, what else do you do? Is there sketchy? Um, like, are there other things other than YouTube videos? I mean, um, I mean, a lot of a lot of what we do is is content. So whether that be on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, that's that's sort of king for us. Um, we, you know, we obviously work with brands, and that's like a, a source of revenue for us. And then we all individually do things um, outside of Sketchy, but you know that also complement it as well. Cool. Yeah, I wanted to ask you guys are amazingly successful and just skyrocketed very very quickly. But are there have there have there been any experiences where it hasn't been all just unicorns all and rainbows? Like yeah. because you know, as an outsider looking in, as a, as a you know aspiring creator might look and go, "Well, goddamn, I hate this girl yeah. because they just did this thing and they went ballistic." Those bitches. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe um, and probably right. But like, what's the reality of the journey? Like, you know, are there any any stories that particularly? You'd oh, be God, happy to share. Of, um, of I think things like, not going to plan with or? every every kind of uh, person or profile or business or creator you see online. Like, just remember, like you are seeing the final product. You're either, you're seeing the finished product and you're seeing the highlight reel. So you, you know you're not seeing the the kind of the arguments over creative control. You're not seeing the back and forth about. Um, you know, contracts, you're not seeing the dodgy managers and the people who are trying to take you for a ride or you're not seeing all of that stuff. Um, so it's definitely not all, all fun and games. And I think people, um, I know people that I've spoken to don't really realise how much um, of the business side of things there is to deal with as well, like the admin. You know, it's it's not all just being on set and dressing up in funny costumes and having fun, although that is part of it and that's awesome. It's, you know got to go and do my tax and you know got to like pay you know your invoices and and yeah read through contracts and do legal and think about like the business plan um so there's all that side of things as well that i think sometimes people will think oh they don't have to do that like you know we we do and i think anyone who's running a small business regardless of the sort of industry like my hat is off to you because it is it's all consuming and it can be quite stressful because you are in control of your own sort of career and your own like um, financial security as well which can be tough sometimes like there's definitely been moments over the last three years where I've gone oh my gosh like I should just go and get a real job because it'll just (laughs) be that much you know I can leave work at work Mm. Um, but yeah I wouldn't change it. I definitely what, like my situation. When you're at those moments, what what keeps you going, or what what has kept you going? I think um, you know each other, and also just re- trying to remember that like you are in a pretty awesome situation. Like you know, I do make my own hours. Um, I do have control over my own. Career. Like it's sort of you know the things that are the negatives are also the positives, and so I think it's like just always kind of like coming back to and being like okay, like. It, I'm all right. This is pretty good. Look at all these awesome things we get to do. Like we've had some – there's opportunities that I've had through Sketchy that I would have never had before and that lots of people don't get. Like we were on Ellen. We were on Good Morning America. Like we've gone on amazing overseas trips and, you know, been in rooms with people that, you know, I would have otherwise not had and experiences that I would have otherwise, you know, money can't buy kind of experiences. So I think you have to always remember those. I mean, we've seen a lot of creators that have had like 
huge viral success mm-hmm. um, and then it just falls off afterwards and nothing ever happens yep. with that. With you guys, and this was a couple of years, three or four years ago mm-hmm. now this happened, mm-hmm. you guys have stayed there. You've, you've seemed to have still built an audience and, you know, we still see you on TV and we see you on YouTube and you're still doing a lot of stuff. So obviously you have taken advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel you're on the right trajectory now or where are you guys going now? I do. I think um, with anything, there's always going to be an evolution. And, you know, we have been doing it for sort of four, nearly five years now. And with that, obviously, we're going to kind of evolve and, and change. And it's about, I think, like what we're kind of doing at the moment is figuring out how we can um, continue obviously doing our, our sketches and doing doing sketchy and then also um, exploring some of the opportunities that we have as individuals and, um, you know, across maybe some other, you know, parts of the industry. Uh, the best thing about, about YouTube and about what we've done is that we've had this opportunity to do all of the facets of the, uh, you know, creation when it comes to scripting, to performing, editing, you know, kind of learning that social media back end, um, pitching, working with advertising companies, doing things on stage, live, interviewing, presenting. So it's been awesome to be able to try everything out and now just figuring out like, you know, where we want to take it. And and that's it. You've got quite a rounded mix of different things you do. Yes. Um, and a lot of creators on YouTube feel, like, oh, I'm only going to be successful on YouTube, whereas that's not – always the case i mean and there are plenty of opportunities you can leverage off the platform definitely and i think too with the way that the industry is changing now i mean tv used to be like god and now it's like no online is where it's at and it's kind of ironic that we started out trying to um, make a tv show and then ended up um finding our success online and then it's um it came full circle last year we did um a show called the slot um ended up on on foxtel Mm. and it was kind of ironic that um all of a sudden we gone we've gone from you know begging knocking down doors to try and get on tv to like them coming to us um and us kind of being like okay yeah that's like awesome opportunity but we actually love our, our online stuff and the control that you get when you're mm-hmm. making your own content. How did you find working on TV compared to working on YouTube? We actually had a really amazing um, experience. So the show was um, created by Princess Pictures and the, the whole concept of the show was getting um, Australian YouTubers and having them um, come and do sort of basically what they do online and turning it into sort of like a half hour a sketch show. Uh, but they were awesome because they were obviously very aware of how we worked and we were given a lot of creative freedom and um, a lot of, you know, control over how they, – they knew we knew our content and our audience and they really, like, respected that. And so we had a really, really good experience. And given that's now in the mix, are you still happy to work across both TV and digital? And or Oh, always. I think, like, you know, the more channels you can be working across, the better – particularly now, like there's no such thing as like, you know, everyone, particularly in in media and the creative world, I think more and more people are expecting you to be able to do multiple things. Um, And it's, and the variety is also like exciting. I don't want to do the same thing every day. Like it's, it's awesome. So I think, you know, you're never going to say no to like a good opportunity with no matter what platform that, that be on. So, I mean, you've um, like, you have many parts to, I guess you're, 
career now in, in media. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that YouTube though forms the basis of it? Yeah, I'd say that YouTube, um, you know, for me, that created my opportunity. Like now that that's created my my business and and now what I'm known for, I guess you could say, in the industry. And, and also um, given me a platform to try different things and try different aspects and different roles within the, the media industry and, and figure out what I like. Mm. I mean, that's such a that's such a privilege that a lot of people don't get. Like, oh, I might just try this thing today or, oh, I'll, I'll try my hand at, you know, costuming or editing or like I'm going to write this and just see how it goes. Like a lot of people don't have that flexibility in their, in their job and in their role. Mm. So I think that's something that you can't really underestimate. So yeah. that's, <laughs> we, like, we like to end each episode with our guest creators just – Giving their top three tips. Oh, okay. For um, for other creators based off your experience. So, what you know? What are your top three tips? Okay, in terms of let me think. Okay, I'm going to do sort of more broad ones, not necessarily like YouTube specific. And my tips would definitely be um, if it's something that you want to be doing as as a job, like full time. I'd say uh, if you, whenever you can, bringing on a good team. So whether that be a good manager, a good agent, um, a good editor, if you can't do it yourself, um, don't be afraid to sort of reach out and have have like get people you know in your corner because I think that is is huge, particularly if you if you're looking at management, you know don't be afraid to ask the hard questions like they need you. I think a lot of the times you know you've got agents and management and things that think they're like they're the ones like they're not the ones with the talent you are. Like you're the ones who are creating the content. So don't be afraid to like ask for what you want and, and, you know, set some like set some goals, set some like KPIs for the people who are, you know, profiting off off what you're creating. So that'd be my first one. Um, secondly, it'd be to get a really good understanding about what you stand for um, and what your content is. I think that was something that we struggled with initially because we went viral and we kind of um, had this were thrown into the spotlight really quickly. It would have almost been like a little bit nice to have a little bit more time to kind of like workshop, you know, what the brand is and the brand message and the values and the culture and all that kind of thing. So uh, don't don't kind of underestimate the power of like sitting back and having a think about that rather than just like going crazy. and my third tip would be just just to do it. I think a lot of people hold back because they're worried that it's not perfect. And I know I struggle with this massively because I'm a perfectionist. But sometimes, you know, finished is, um, you know, better than perfect. So just, just get out there and do it and start putting things out there and seeing what people um, engage with because they're, that's a really great um, resource is like – you know, your audience, they're going to tell you what, what works because at the end of the day, they're the ones who decide. <laughs> That's awesome advice. Mads, I also want to hit you up for three top tips for creators that suddenly just go stratospheric. Oh, yeah. They find themselves one day with a mega hit video that's gone ballistic. What are your top tips for a creator to yeah. handle that? Mine would be, I mean – be timely, but don't make any big decisions quickly. You know, take take your time to if it's if it's a big, you know, if you're getting a big opportunity come your way, 
like I said, it's still going to be there in the morning. So just take a moment, take a breath, really think about it um, and then proceed. The second one. This is funny because I feel like it's the advice that people give like brides on their wedding day. But also (laughs) just take like, like enjoy it because it's like it is this like amazing, cool thing that's happening. And, you know, if you find yourself on Ellen's couch, take a minute to be like, I'm on Ellen's couch. How cool. And like in, enjoy the kind of the process, I guess. Um, and the third one, try to uh, kind of stay true to what you originally set out to do. There's nothing wrong with like evolving and, and taking advantage of, of the moment. But, you know, I think it, the more true to yourself you can stay when things go wild, like the better. And I think someone who's done that really well is like Celeste Barber. So she stayed really true to her, her, her kind of like style and her aesthetic and has now worked with like amazing, you know, she's now got the whole celebrity fashion industry like on board and I feel like she's done really well not to kind of compromise. Well, that is awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. And for those listening out there, um, it is really rare you see creators who have such meteoric success so early and then are able to capitalize on that and built to be viable most just have it and then they explode so that's testament to how good you guys are as a group and as individually as creators so congratulations on that oh um, thank you we hope to see a lot more of it coming up um and thanks for joining us on the show ah oh, thanks <laughs> thanks matt <laughs> see ya <laughs> Mad, so much fun, so interesting. She's super awesome and very, very, very funny. Indeed. Let us know if you have any questions for Mad or for us through the socials, Insta or Twitter. If you'd like, you can also jump on the Creator Generation app. We actually encourage it. Don't worry about the socials. Go straight to the app. (laughs) Send us stuff there. That's the place to be. It is the place to be. We will see you next week. Definitely. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Creator Generation on the mic.